23DB Production Studios in the Garden State, New Jersey, this is the Art of Music Tech with your hosts, Fela and Dennis. Let's go, let's go, let's go, and welcome to the Art of Music Tech podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Fela, and over here is Dennis. Hey, guys. All right, we're in sunny California for now, but also to do a podcast with Kim Burst. Kim Burst, the creative (laughs) director of of many things everybody has seen, and you just didn't know who was behind it. This is the woman (laughs) working with J-Lo, Beyonce, and a whole slew of other people. Welcome to the show, and thank Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh Glad to be a part today. Hi, Kim. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I heard about you a lot, but never met you. Oh, well, now you've you've met me. Yes. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, I would like to hear your story, where you're from, and... uh, how you started in this business. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit of a book, I guess, at this point in my life. <laughs> I'm originally uh, born and raised from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, actually a little town called Roswell, Georgia. And uh, I've been in the business for about 30 years, and uh, I've always been involved in some type of music, um, entertainment. You know, I was just like, you know, that kid that, you know, uh, wanted to be a part of anything that was entertaining anyone. And, um, you know, I started playing keys, the piano, at like seven, and I uh, continued that uh, throughout my whole life. Um, and then when I graduated from high school, I went to Berkeley College of Music for a second, and then I came back to Atlanta where... I pursued an associate's degree in entertainment management, entertainment management, and I had an emphasis on audio engineering, uh, and uh, was involved in a lot of things at school with recording, uh, recording uh, full bands, different things. You know, just really getting to the whole um, thing of just music and entertainment altogether, um, and. I uh, got the opportunity to be an intern at Motown Records when Barry Gordy was uh, still there, and uh, it was in sales, so I assisted uh, a lady by the name of Lisa Jackson uh, at Motown Records, and I worked with her in the sales department until um, they were bought by uh, Universal, and... Then I switched over to MCA Records, where I worked with uh, Candace Bonner and Martha Fry in radio promotions and marketing. And I still was an intern at this time. And um, Were you still doing music? Yeah, yeah, like all through my life. You know, like uh, even in that time, like, you know, I played at church. You know, I was involved in music at school. Um you know, just, it was always in my life, just always, always. And um, at MCA, I went from MCA to being an AR person at um, Sony Music. And then from Sony Music, I went to being an AR person directly for Columbia Records. And that's kind of where a lot of my success started to happen. Um, when I 
got the job at Sony Music, one of the first artists I brought them uh, was an artist by the name of Dion Ferris. And she was the vocalist from the group Arrested Development. Uh-huh. And um, which is another uh, fun story. Uh, speech, Headliner, and I were all in college at the same time. Uh-huh. And um, but Where was this at? This was at the Art Institute of Atlanta. Oh, okay. It was actually the music business division. And um, I even played on some of Speech's early demos um, before he got signed. And uh, But it was so deep that as he continued on, you know, he got a record deal and became who he became. How we, our paths crossed again after college, and I was... Uh, introduced to Dion uh, after seeing them perform. And uh, she was such a great vocalist, um, not only just on the record, but also uh, in their live show. Um, It just always, she always stayed with me in my mind, like, like, wow, she's amazing. And I was like, I was thinking like, man, if I ever had an opportunity to make a record on somebody, I definitely want to make a record on her. And so then the opportunity it did pose itself. I became an A&R person at Sony Music, and one of the first people I wanted to present was her. And so upon presenting her, she got a record deal. And then that uh, led me to uh, being an A&R person specifically for Columbia uh, Records. And um, she went on to have a number four uh, song in the country for her single, I Know. And um, then she had a number one with uh, her song, Penny With a Hole in It. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, Love Jones soundtrack. Yeah, Love Jones soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things that her story um, with me is really, uh, it has a lot of great history and memories to it because it was on my birthday, uh, there's an interesting story about uh, me and Dion and how that came to be. Um, I had only heard one song by her, which was the song I know, um, called I Know, um, from Headliner, the DJ from Arrested Development. And I remember saying to him, you know, who's who's that? And he's like, that's the girl that sings with us. And I knew when I heard it, it was just like the most amazing record. And... Um, when the opportunity was given to me to be A&R, I went to meet with her on my, my birthday. And I asked her, um, do you have any more songs? And she said, yeah, you know, I got a, a lot of songs. And so I said, okay. I said, well, just play me some. And she proceeded to play me 17 songs out of which I took with me 14 of those songs. I presented the 14 songs to Columbia, and they kept, I think, about 11 or 12 of them. And that's, that's what made the album. Uh, and um, it, uh, she, she, I remember uh, being at her house, and after I listened to everything, she was like, so you don't have anything to do for your birthday? <laughs> and I said, yeah. I said, it, 
I'm spending my birthday finding the next number one record, and you know, meaning her, because uh, I just knew that she had a voice that needed to be heard, um, and it proved right. She got her record deal. They made the record. She got nominated for Best Pop Vocal Female uh, for the song I Know, which was uh, the song that I heard and first presented to Columbia. And that kind of kicked off my A&R career um, there as well. Uh, so she got her record deal, and I became a full-fledged A&R person and went on from there to um, work with, with Destiny's Child and uh, I was the A&R coordinator for the So So Deaf label with Jermaine Dupri. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was the A&R coordinator for the Bratz album, Escapes album. Um, all the stuff that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oh, albums yeah. that came, came, came off of So So Deaf. Okay. Uh, the uh, So So Bass uh, compilation yeah. uh, record there. I, I got a gold record for that. And, um, you know, it kind of kicked that part of my career off and, um, in 93, I left Columbia, but the last thing I was working on was, um, the Destiny's Child Project. And when I left Columbia in New York, I went back to Atlanta, um, and kind of watched, uh, the acts that I had worked with or helped, help get signed or, you know, was influential in working with. I kind of watched a a lot of those projects just go on to be, you know, like next level situations. Uh And um, it came a time, uh, I, when I left Columbia, I kind of, what I call, I said I went into (laughs) semi-retirement because I was young, um, in my mid twenties and the politics of the business kind of beat me up. uh, And, it was just uh, my first big lesson in understanding that, to me, the industry is probably about 85% politics and 15% music at that time, uh, which is probably 90% politics and 10% music right about now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I kind of stepped away from it. And um, I got, as they would say, a regular job. And um, I was at a place called Media Play and in the music department, and we had a huge, like, CD section when CDs were big. I feel like I'm dating myself at this point. <laughs> um, and I was, I was kind of having an epiphany moment when I was putting out CDs on the shelves that had my name on them. And... I came across restocking Dion Ferris's record. And I was standing there looking at it, and my manager came by and said, are you going to buy that? And I said, um, I said, no, my picture's in here. And he was like, no way. And so, uh, you know, there was a way back in the day you could get into the CD without breaking the seal. So I opened it up, and I took out the sleeve, opened up the liner notes, and uh, I showed him, I I said, you see this picture? I said, there I am there. And 
Dion had so graciously put a picture of people who were involved with the making of her record, and, mm. and I was in that picture. I always thought that that was very nice that she did that. And so when I showed it to my boss there at the time, he said, oh, yeah. He says, yeah, that is you. And he looks at me, and he's like, so what are you doing here? <laughs> and I kind of said, um, I don't know. You're right. I don't know why I'm here. And um, later on uh, that week, I received a call from who's still my best friend, Camille York, uh, to this day from Columbia. She called me, and uh, she called my job, which was was different because um, I didn't even know how she got the number. And so, I, you know, uh, it was a call that came into the music section. I picked it up, and I was like, uh, media play, this is Kim, may I help you? And she goes, Kim Burst, this is your life. And I was like, Camille? And she was like, yeah, it's me. And I was like, how'd you get this number? I said, well, it doesn't matter. And I said, what are you doing? And so uh, she says, look, I'm coming there. I've got to shoot a video. Uh, can you pick me up from the airport? I was like, yeah, sure. I said, uh, when is it? She says, tonight. I said, okay, well, when I get off, I'll come pick you up. So long story short, I pick her up, take her to her video shoot, because she's still working for Columbia, mind you, while I'm, mm-hmm. I've gone on. And um, at this video shoot, it was she was shooting a video for Bow Wow. And Bow Wow had a love interest in the video, um, which was Solange, but I didn't know who it was. And so I said, Camille, who's the love interest? And she goes, uh, Solange. And I said, Knowles? And she said, yeah, you know, Beyonce says, I was like, of course I know. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, who's here with Solange? She says, Miss Tina is here with Solange. I said, oh, well, take me to Miss Tina. And so I go to see Miss Tina, and she looks and she says, oh, my gosh. She's like, where have you been? Because it's been probably a few years since I've seen her or the girls or anybody. Um, and I said, uh, you know, I've been here in, in Atlanta. This is where I'm from. And she's like, you know, Matthew's been looking for you. And so um, Matthew and I reconnected. And um, he flew me in to have a meeting with him in Houston. And he says, Kim, you know, um, things are going really good here with the girls. And I said, I know, I, I see I said, I see all the videos and things. And so he said, uh, I, I'm getting a, a label deal, and I want you to come work with me. And so I was like, you don't need me, Matthew. You're doing fine. He's like, no, you know, but you know how to make records. So I would like to have you come and work with me with my label. I said, well, you know, I just... I haven't really been in the business for a couple of years, and I just want to have time to think about it. He's like, yeah, well, you know, you, you, you can think about it. That's fine. Um, and then all of a sudden, his secretary rings his phone and says, uh, uh, Ken Ehrlich on the phone for you, for uh, Matthew. And he says, uh, yeah, put him through. And he says, uh, you know Ken Ehrlich? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, yeah, that does the producer of the Grammys. He's like, yeah, hold on a second. He puts... Uh, Ken Ehrlich on speakerphone, and uh, he's like, Ken, how you doing? He's like, Matthew. He says, uh, I'm excited uh, about this performance, and Matthew says, I am too. He says, I, 
I want you to meet um, Kim Burris. Uh, she's going to be helping the girls put their show together. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so what era of Destiny's Child? Is this the first? This album? is after Writings of the Wall. So the second album. The second this is before album. they were going into uh, Survivor. Because uh-huh. um, I was there with them at the start of making their very first record, which yeah. had No, No, No on it. Yeah. Uh, and then I left at the beginning of the making of that particular record. So I hadn't seen them for, um, like, I hadn't seen them since, like, the first album had come out, uh-huh. nor for the uh, Writings of the Wall. I was not there for that, uh-huh. yeah. Um, however, they did at least give me thanks on those records, which I was very uh, humbled at that they they did that. Uh And um, so this was after those albums had done very well and Say My Name was huge. Uh And they were up for some Grammys and now they're gonna have their very first Grammy performance. So Matthew, before we got on that call, had asked me, um, could I put shows together for the girls? And I had said yes, but I didn't think that he was gonna say, mean like, can you put, the girls' Grammy show together. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, but now I'm on the phone, on speakerphone at that, uh, you know, saying, hi, Ken. Yes. Um, nice to meet you, you know. And uh, he says, uh, he says, I look forward to working with you. I said, you too. And then he says, so are you guys going to come out here and uh, meet with me Thursday, right? And Matthew's like, yeah. And he's looking at me like, you can go Thursday, right? You can go. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm thinking, wait, I've got a job and a life. I'm, what am I doing? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and so I was like, yeah, you know. Um, so he's like, yeah, we'll be out there on Thursday to meet with you. Now, mind you, what Matthew and nobody knew at the time is I had just had a talk with my parents um, because I had been out of the business for about four years and I missed it. And um, so I said, well, you know, I'm going to try to get back in it. But I was very, very heavily involved uh, at my church. And I said, well, I probably need to take a sabbatical. But my parents were very involved with the church as well. So what they said meant a lot to me. So I wanted to have a a sit down with my parents and I went to talk to my mom and my dad and told them that, you know, you guys put me through college. This is what I do. You know, I want to try my best to get back in it. So, you know, I I had a plan, you know, that Mm -hmm. of what I wanted to do to get back in it. And my parents gave me their blessing. Like, of course, you know, um, this is what you went to school for, this is what you do, you know, they were like, we're going to be fine. God takes care of his own, It's basically what they were saying. Like, you go and be responsible about you, you know. And mm-hmm. that meant a lot to me that they were okay with my plan of what I wanted to do. But mind you, Everything that I just told you about the video, my friend calling me at Media Play, everything, all of that happened 
not even seven days after I had spoken to my parents about getting back into the industry. And lo and behold, within a few weeks, I was back in the industry. But the thing was is that I never got to implement my plan of how I was going to get back in. <laughs> it was almost like, you know, I felt like when I said, okay, I'm going to get back in it, it, was, it felt like God was saying, okay, are you ready now? Are you ready, really ready? <laughs> um, because uh, to be blessed at my age, I was the youngest person on staff at um, – when I became an A&R person at Columbia, you know, to be blessed for a position like that at a young age, I was very grateful to be an A&R person at Columbia. And then to, in a way, not necessarily understand what all of that really entailed. Um, it, I was taken aback a little bit. And so to have that time off, and usually it's kind of an out-of-sight, out-of-mind situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like not just in the industry, just in life with, with a lot of things. Um, to be off and away from it for four years like that, then to make a conscious decision and say and pray, Lord, okay, I'm going to get back into the industry, you know. Um, just please put me at the right place at the right time, the right situation. And to walk away from that prayer, just just trusting. Mm-hmm. And then I had all my stuff written down, what I was going to do, who I was going to contact, where I was going to go. Like I had it all. Mm-hmm. My plan was already ready to be implemented and talk to my parents and everything. And uh, before I could implement my plan, I was in L.A. meeting with the producer, Ken Ehrlich, of the Grammys about Destiny's Child's first show um, in 2001. Oh. And, um, and then I was kind of like, well, I don't know why I was ushered into put together a show for the hottest act on the biggest music award show. <laughs> but I, in a stage, you know, but I thought, but I thought, okay, God, if you, brought it to me you'll take me through it so and I felt like if I couldn't do that then I really couldn't do it yeah and um I that was my very first show uh working on musically and creatively um and had basically kind of gotten reinvented um because I was like a record company lady before that Uh and it's like God had switched my career within the same field and recreated me. And it's like I started all over again. Mm-hmm. And But this time, I made the decision that I wasn't going to get off the train like I did before. Mm-hmm. And after doing the Grammys in 2001, it's 2019, and... I'll be working on this year's Grammys, you know. So um, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a blessing um, to creative, creatively direct, and then as well as musically direct, and or supervise or coordinate um, 
the music for so many great artists um, has been a blessing. You know, I was with Matthew and the girls um, exclusively from 2001 to 2004, and then I became an independent contractor, which opened up the door for me to work with other artists, and it went from from working with them and all the things and that Matthew was uh, involved in. It went from just that situation to uh, I became musical director and creative director for Sierra, mm-hmm. um, in which I'm still with her to this day. Yeah, um, from her first album? From her very first album. Oh, all right. I just did her performances for Ellen and for... American Music Awards with Level Up, uh-huh. uh, where I worked with um, her and Hi-Hat. Uh, Hi-Hat was on creative and uh, choreography, and I was the musical direction for the show, for her performance. Um, you know, uh, to last year was my ninth year being the musical director for the Black Girls Rock Show on BET. Yeah. Um, I also was the first black female hired by Fox uh, Television and ABC Disney um, for specialty programs. I did Taraji P. Henson's White Hot Christmas uh, for two years, and I've done the ABC Disney Christmas holiday special for three years. Uh And um, that's the most recent things, but to go from a record company person to a creative person and musically directing so many different things with I did two tours on Jamie Foxx I did Queen Latifah's performance on the Super Bowl where she did uh, America the Beautiful Uh, of course I did all of Beyonce's performances up from 2001 to 2012 Um, and the other girls also collectively uh, worked on their solo projects as well and um it's just been an amazing, amazing ride. And, um, the, you know, just God just continues to bless, and I'm so grateful um, to be my age and to have been in it this long mm-hmm. and still be doing it. And as they say now, I feel like I can say, you know, I still had a young folks come to me. <laughs> <laughs> And want to work with me, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm appreciative. I did a, a world tour with um, with uh, the artist JoJo, and um, who's an amazing uh, vocalist, amazing. Um, and it's just had so many um, great accomplishments and and moments and memories, and uh, it, it's just been a blessing. And then to to be called to work on the Grammys again this year um, is a blessing because I went many times with Beyonce. I did Jamie Foxx's um, Grammy performance. I worked with uh, Trinity 5-7 when they were on the Grammys. Um, It's just been great, you know. Um, And my, um, my next level that I'm working on now is I'm moving into uh, being uh, kind of like a, I might go into directing, but I know definitely my next calling is to be a producer in uh, TV and film. So um, 
been, I've already started kind of working on that. And um, I am working with uh, new artist Nikki Jane and just shot two videos on her. So it's like as I'm doing my... Um, my known jobs of working with artists on award shows and live show performances, uh, producing those performances, working on those performances musically, hiring people, uh, whatever it takes to make the show run. Mm -hmm. I'm still uh, going forward and working on new levels within my own career to do some new and different things. So, you know, yeah, I'm just creative, I'm so just you grateful. Gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah, you gotta create what you want to do too. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh well, as far as being a creative director, what does that mean? Do you, do you come up with stuff from scratch, or you come, or does the artist have something in mind? And it's usually it, it can be it can be a combination of things. Um, the I'll just even go back to the beginning. The very first Grammy performance I worked on. Ken Ehrlich knew it was going to be a medley of Independent Woman and To Say My Name. He knew he wanted it to start on one side of the stage and go to the next side of the stage. He had some creative ideas he wanted to show us uh, what he was doing and how he was going to open it up with video um, uh, for one portion of the act. And then uh, the first part of Independent Woman, I, I created that particular intro, which was kind of like, uh, you know, um, they used to, when you'd hear things from like about the space shuttle, different things like Houston, we have, you know, uh, we're coming in for a landing, you know, different things. It's like, uh, so I made it seem kind of like uh, the space shuttle was landing in, in Houston and it was dropping off Destiny's Child, you know, and uh -huh. so we go into the whole Charlie's Angels thing, and then there's a, a moment where when Ken plays the video, it's 29 seconds of the video, I remember this because I remember this meeting like it was yesterday because I was so nervous, <laughs> but uh, he had on his paper, paper uh, 29 seconds TRT, and at that time, I didn't know what TRT meant, but now I know it means total running time. Mm -hmm. So 29, he was only going to play 29 seconds of uh, Say My Name. And the girls basically had that amount of time to do a very, very quick dress change. So it was uh, very interesting because if you look back at that performance, you'll see where Beyonce comes out first, then Kelly comes out, and then Michelle comes out because it took a little bit longer than 29 seconds to get three girls changed <laughs> into, <laughs> into a different outfit. But, you know, but that's what makes those girls superstars still uh -huh. to this day. Those ama amazing moments like that where they were so seasoned as performers even before they got to the Grammys to know that, okay, I'm dressed, you go. You know, <laughs> you know, and so the part of being a creative, exactly, a part of the creative direction is you kind of have to, be the supervisor of, of it all. Um, there was a performance on George Lopez's show with Sierra where I wanted her to um, come out on what you call a mobilator. And she was coming down this little hallway of lights on this mobilator, and every so many feet was a dancer. Mm -hmm. 
So she was coming down this mobilator coming down into the camera. And, um, I think the song was called, uh, uh, is it called give me that bass? I think it was called give me that bass. And, uh, we were on George Lopez. So on that particular one, I creatively directed that one with her, uh, telling her how I wanted her to come in, uh, and then work with the choreographer on now we're down, uh, downstage on the main stage and we'll perform the rest of the song here. Um, then, you know, you coordinate with, between artist and wardrobe, what the artist wants to wear. Um, and then as a musical director, I put together the arrangement, uh, to present to the artist or, and, or work with the artist on what the arrangement will be. Um, so in some cases I can do both. When I worked on Jamie Foxx's tour, I was just a creative director along with uh, f the very famous Fatima. Uh, and yeah, and we had uh, that particular one, Jamie, he likes storyboards. So we had to, I had to get a storyboard artist to write out what the vision was. And um, so on that one, I stayed in the creative director lane where you basically are the supervisor of the whole show. Where do lights come on? Who do you have for lights? Um, you know, what's happening on the screens? How big is the screen? Is it one big screen? Is it separated screens? Is it two separated screens? Is it three separated screens? How many dancers do we have? We have six girls or four boys or, you know, it's all of that. As a creative director, you have to see the show through from A to Z. Um, I was, uh, like I creatively directed and also musically, musically directed Queen Latifah's performance of America the Beautiful. And we knew that she was, she wanted to involve females, young females, uh, on the field singing with her. Mm -hmm. So then I made an arrangement that, uh, encompassed them as a chorus and I placed them in front of her in all of these kind of white puffy coats because it was cold with uh, red gloves and red scarves. Uh, and then behind uh, was the... Did um, you come up with that? Yeah, you were like, yeah. okay, I want this. Yes, you, I did. The visual? Okay. I did, I did of that. I actually, I for the longest, I had the picture down because I was working. This is so my life right now. <laughs> I will be working on a whole nother show, uh, get a call for another show, have to end up working on the other show in my hotel room while I'm on the show that has provided the hotel room I'm in. <laughs> uh -huh. So I had taken a picture, uh, I hate I don't have this picture anymore, of how I wanted the stage on, uh, how I wanted to, the stage to be uh, on the field. Uh, they told me, they said, Kim, you have, a, uh, you have flags that are gonna be on stage, uh, out there with you. So then I placed where I wanted the flags at in correlation to where I wanted the stage to be. And then I put little X's down as this is where the girls' chorus will be. Um, and I wanted to, of course, to still have a, a, a theme of a red, white, and blue. So that's why the girls were in uh, kind of like the off-white puffy coats with the red, um, scarf and red gloves okay. because at one point I wanted them all to raise their hands 
at the same time and go down at a certain part of the song. So that's what being a creative director is about. You yeah. have to have the vision of like, okay, how do you want this song to look visually? Uh -huh. um, and then that's kind of one of my special niches, niches rather to say in, in this industry, I'm one of the few that where I get it musically and I get it visually as well. So as I'm thinking of these things visually, and I got with her and Javad Day, he played keys for me, and we sourced out the arrangement of how we wanted it to go. Uh -huh. And uh, I have to say, it's pro that's probably one of my favorite performances, um, simply because of the arrangement of that particular song. Uh -huh. It was very beautiful, and uh, to see those girls... Uh, singing the little choral part that I put on the on the arrangement and then to raise their hands and you see all of that red moving like that on the field it was great uh -huh. I really enjoyed that one so it just depends on what people call me for you can call me to just do the music that's fine uh -huh. or you can call me just to do the creative so a lot on my on my email signature it says Kimber's creative slash music director because you can hire me for one or you can hire me for both it doesn't it doesn't matter you know um and i enjoy doing either or or both combined that's fine yeah. you know it just depends on what they what they need me for <laughs> but that's yeah. that's what really what that's what a creative director does is they see what it is visually what the song will look to the people visually uh, mm -hmm. when you watch it on tv you know, and then um, it's because the creative and the music goes hand in hand. You gotta, uh -huh. when you, the arrangement of the song helps the creative a lot because the arrangement of the song can inspire uh, everyone that works on it creatively on what to do. You know, if you, if the song has like a big drum roll, you know, and there's a hit, you know that that helps the light guy say, okay, well, right there where that hit is, I'm going to do a, a splash of light right there, you know. Uh -huh. And the dancers say, okay, we're going to spin and boom, you know. So all of it works together, yeah. hand in hand, in hand yeah. so, yeah. Wow. That's it. <laughs> uh, that, so your current project is Grammys right now? Anything yes. Anything else? Um, I will be working on another tour this summer. Um, I don't want to say just yet because I don't think we have the green to talk about it yet. But, <laughs> but uh, I will be working on a tour this summer for another artist. Um, and just continuing to develop my own personal ideas that I'm working on as well. Uh, but what that's what it is right now. Are going to see your first movie trailer? Or oh, was the, uh, well, what's, I do. What's the plan? Well, my first uh, thing that I'm going to be shooting is going to be in March for sure. Um, and you can go to at superjane814 on IG, this much I know right now. And that's who I'm working with currently right now uh, from an independent uh, standpoint. Um, is she the, She's an artist. She's right? an artist, yes. Okay. She sings, yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, so that's really about it. I don't have like a, 
like these big super announcements to announce or, <laughs> or, or say or talk about um, only because and not, not speaking out of pride at all. All the things that have been given to me and I've been blessed with, they've all been big, you know. Yeah. So um, uh, just once again, just very grateful. It's very grateful, you know. Yeah, I, I, I met you through... I met you through a friend of a friend. Is it? Yeah. Do I feel like it was quiz? Did you know quiz? Yeah, I okay. do, but it wasn't through it wasn't quiz. quiz. Okay. I met quiz through you. Okay. Um, a friend of a friend gave me your information, and I, I helped out, uh, I think. A presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. yep. <laughs> well, what actually, your sister mm-hmm. had a show. In New, in New York in City. New York. Oh, um. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I was... Oh, gosh. For Music Matters. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I yes. reached out to you because at the time I was working at Claire's. So okay. I was like, for, I was oh, like, yeah. Okay, I need to get in this circle. So, <laughs> absolutely. So I well, was welcome. like, whatever, <laughs> whatever set of hands you need, let me know. And you gave me a call. Uh-huh. So, and then I met Quiz that night, mm-hmm. and then it just oh, that's right, because he, he did yeah, a, he just a did DP playback. For us. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> forgot about all of that yes. that's amazing yes. I, do, I do too much <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes. so um yes. that connection went on to so many other connections that mm-hmm. took on to 23dv starting up their stuff so oh, yeah. so thank you no i must i must say on on air because oh, yeah. uh, you're still providing you're helping people and you don't even know it. Yeah. So that's the funnier thing. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. <laughs> you what, moved on. Like, right. oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh man. And that's what so many people so many people tell me, you know. And I think that that's so great. That is so yeah, great. Yeah, it's like, well, so thanks. <laughs> it's just like where's oh yeah, where is Fela? Oh, yeah. you know, she's mixing gaga. Yeah. <laughs> She's mixing guys, you know? but that's yes. a, that's the wonderful thing that I can say about you know a lot of people I've worked or either given their first opportunity or uh, yeah. anything like that. You know, um, Derek Dixie, who um, I brought on for Beyonce, he actually came to a Solange band audition, mm-hmm. and um, when I saw him play, I knew that there was something special about him. But I just didn't know where I could use him at at the time. But he was uh, extremely eager to just, you know, get in it. Uh-huh. And I just told him, I said, look, you're good. I said, I don't know what I have for you right now. But I said, please, please don't, like, stop bugging me. I said, just, yeah. I said, just bug me, okay, uh-huh. please. Not too much, but just enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he did. He always made sure he checked in and all those things. And when I, had, when I got a little, uh, things got a little overwhelming, I would toss him something to work on. And he uh-huh. did, would do an amazing job. Yeah. And then I'd give him something else. And then I said, okay, I'm going to take you out of your room <laughs> and uh, brought him into a Beyonce show and rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he went on to uh, take my place, mm-hmm. uh, which was, that was my intent. Yeah. Uh, he was, the, I just didn't know who 
I wanted to train and or put in that position because um, that was in 2012. And, and I had a lot going on that year, and it was it just was time. I had been with uh, her for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and she had come into her own, uh, a wife, a mom. Uh, she knew exactly what she wanted. Uh, I knew that uh, just the favor and light on her life was going to carry her uh, on to even higher heights mm-hmm. uh, than where I had gotten to with her. And um, But I was very, what's the word I'm looking for? It meant a lot for me to pick the right person. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I felt like Derek, that Derek, <laughs> yeah, that Derek was, was good. And uh, he's still with her today. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very proud of him. You know, yeah. very proud of him. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of those stories I have like that. There's a, uh, a young gentleman I still work today with named Herman Johnson. Um, his nickname is Peanut. <laughs> yeah. And I hired him for uh, the R&B singer Monica uh-huh. uh, probably back in 2010, maybe. He's still with her. Uh-huh. And... Um, and I hired Javad Day for Sierra to be her onstage MD. And he's been with her, I want to say, definitely since probably 20, about the same time, 2010 or 2011 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's been around with her for a while, and uh, he's still with her. And uh, it's always good to even step back into those arenas with them when the artist will still call me and say, hey, Kim, um, I've got this particular TV performance. Um, what do you suggest I do? Or this is what I would like to do. Uh-huh. You know, and, I, and I'm humbled by that, that they still call me and want my opinion or input or, or involvement. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when Sierra called me after uh, Level Up came out, you know, because um, I, I, I don't take it for granted that mm-hmm. if I do this one performance for you, that you're going to call me back. You know, I leave from a job almost in a sense like, okay, that was great. And then when they call me back, I'm kind of like, oh, hey, <laughs> uh-huh. what's, your, what's happening? <laughs> uh-huh. I don't um, come out of it with expectations. I look mm-hmm. at each performance as its own individual performance. Uh, to do exactly what it's supposed to do, and that's be a great performance, you know. And uh, whoever I can utilize to help me get that to that place for the artist, uh, I'm grateful to hire good people. And and, uh, I'm grateful that God gives me the insight to even sometimes hire somebody for the very first time um, on something that for them is, you know, considered really big. And that they're able to pull it off, do it, do it good, and then come back around to them. Uh-huh. I don't have a problem at all, you know, hiring like an onstage MD for someone. And then they're like, thank you, Kim. And then they work directly with that person. I'm fine with that, uh-huh. you know, because uh, I, I, I count it a major blessing to be a blessing to people, you know, whenever and in whatever I can. I think that's... I. I I just get the greatest joy in being able to, you know, give someone an opportunity. You know, it's a, it's a, 
it's I feel it's an mm-hmm. honor, you know, and um I thank God he chooses me to be able to do that for people and want to continue to do that. You know, um, with Regina King, when she won her Golden Globe and she was saying how she was going to make sure and try her best to make her upcoming projects be 50% women, you know, um, I felt so inspired and empowered by that. I was just like, you know... um, whatever platform I can to whether it be young people, Uh you know, then, you know, I thought that's great. Like hook on to something where, okay, these young people, I'm going to make sure that they're involved to learn, you know, I'm very much each one teach one. Um, and I feel like that's how any industry or network grows. You, you can't just harbor it all to yourself and be selfish. Uh I just, you don't get blessed that way. You know, so True. I'm glad that I, yes. I took that chance on you and yes. you did a wonderful job <laughs> <laughs> that night for my uh, sister. And, uh, yeah. you know, it was, it was really great. Great. You know, Mona Scott came to that performance. I don't know if yeah. you know who she is now. Oh, She's... Hey, I knew who she was then. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love and hip hop was exactly. already popping. Exactly. At it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, for me to so, even see her. Yeah. It was a good night. Yeah. It was, it was I was, a good like, night I was only night. in New York City like a, maybe a year. Oh, really? So yeah, I was like, yeah, I was brand new. Oh, that was okay. like nine years ago. Yeah, oh, wow. Like eight, nine, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Time flies. Yes. Flies by, flies by. Yes, it does. <laughs> and yeah, you, you talk of everything we talk about, which is having faith mm-hmm. and the moves that you make. Yes. I, you know, the, you got to have faith and you have to reach out and mm-hmm. serve. That's right. And help other people. You have to. Um, Work ethic. Uh-huh. Yes, work and your oh, work yeah. ethic. Yes, absolutely. You yeah. know, and that's the thing is, um, you, the bottom line is get it done, get it done right, and get it done good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes me be able to sleep at night. You know, if I felt like, you know, I didn't do a good job, I feel like I beat myself up more than anybody else <laughs> could ever do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? uh, so I'm just always wanting to do a good job. I really, really am. Yeah. You know, so. Um, uh, it shows. You know, well, thank, yeah. thank Millions you. of people <laughs> have you. seen how much you <laughs> like your job. Uh, <laughs> I, well. love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, Kim, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For coming on the Art of Music Tech podcast. Uh, and congratulations well, to you, too, on this, oh, this podcast. Thank you. you thank keep, you. Keep doing your thing, my sister. Keep doing oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I, I definitely will. And I get to speak to powerful sisters like you so and good. Quiz and all the other people we definitely. get to interview on here. It's, this is a blessing. This is the... Yeah, I'm the one getting paid right now, getting all the knowledge and being it. in the room. So I love, I love it. You know that that doesn't go over our it's heads. Good, so because you know? we, we, you know, we black girls, we rock. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see that every year. Shout out to Beverly Bond. Shout yes. out to Beverly Bond. Shout out to Beverly Bond and BT. Yes, yes, that's a great show. That Connie comes Orlando. Woo woo. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you again, Kim. Um, so thanks from Kim, Dennis, and me. Yes. Uh, for the Art of Music Tech. Thank you guys for listening. Please listen and download on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, iTunes, all the good stuff. Thank you and let's go. Mm-hmm.
Let's do it. <laughs> For more information of booking 23DB Productions, visit their website at 23dbproductions.com. Like and follow 23DB Productions at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for the latest work. <laughs>